0: Since the beginning of the church, persecution has been part of the Christian experience. In fact, the Bible tells us that all who seek to live a godly life will be persecuted. Today, an estimated 360 million Christians are living under severe religious restriction. On this podcast, we share their stories. And we answer the question how can American Christians live as Christ? In an increasingly hostile culture, the way of the persecuted is the harder way. And this is the Harder Way Podcast.
1: Well, hello, everyone. I'm Scott.
0: And I'm Maddie, and welcome back to another episode of the Harder Way Podcast.
1: All right, so what do we plan on talking about today?
0: Well, before we get into that, happy birthday. Well, thank you. You're very welcome. Yes, it was just your birthday a couple days ago. Uh, We celebrated your birthday. had a great time.
1: Yes, we did. Yes,
0: we did. It was fun. And because it was your birthday, I was thinking about a question.
1: How am I so awesome?
0: No, I already know that. Yeah. You weren't awesome, and then I was born, and by being my dad, you became awesome.
1: That's what I was going to say.
0: Perfect. Okay. So we're on the same wavelength. Okay. No, there's a certain question that everyone seems to ask when it's someone's birthday.
1: What kind of cake do you want?
0: Oh, what kind of cake did you have?
1: Well, you and your mom made me a cake that was pineapple cake mm-hmm. with a coconut cream frosting, and it was the best cake I ever had in my life. Oh, And I've eaten a lot of, I've eaten a lot of cake. <laughs> I know a thing or two about cake.
0: <laughs> wow, well, high, high compliments. Yes. So thank you for that. But the question is, what are your goals for the next year? Whoa. What are your plans? What's your dream for this new year of your life?
1: <laughs> oh, man, I used to have so many. I used to every year have plans and goals and dreams. And sometimes I'd meet my goals and sometimes I wouldn't. and I beat myself up. And, and, I, and, and really, it was just me spending time trying to impress myself or impress Ooh. others around me or to try to do what the world told me I had to do, or have the security that I felt like I needed to have. And I've learned over time that none of those things are goodly or godly.
0: Goodly or godly. Mm-mm. That's trademarked the Harder Way podcast. Yes, right. So what we really want to look at today then is what does it look like? How do how do we on the Harder Way engage with this idea, this concept of, goals, of plans, of dreams.
1: Well, right. So think about our, our the focus of this podcast is for us to look at the Christian life through the lens of the persecuted church, to glean the wisdom that we've gained from them over the decades, yes. and then to share that.
0: Because mm-hmm. bridging the free and restricted church, that's one of right. the main focuses of this ministry.
1: Right. So, so I think that it's really important to recognize that. Um, everybody has plans and goals. Right. But, you know, the worse your situation, the harder it is to plan. Mm. Sometimes your plans, um, you know, if you've ever been really sick or really injured, your plans might be today I'm going to take a shower all by myself. Yeah. You know, and I remember being that injured where my my accomplishment for the day was crawling down the hallway crawling into the shower, laying on the floor of the Physi- shower.
0: Physically crawling. Physically crawling. Physically crawling.
1: Laying on the floor of the shower, giving myself a shower with the with the wand, you know, as a, while I laid on the floor, and successfully getting dried off and, and clothes on myself. And that was the biggest part of my day. Yeah. And uh, that was my plan. But yeah. We're, we're, so plans can get really small depending on how your life is. The persecuted church has a blessing in this that... Because they're living in a persecuted environment, their their those their plans for life become very simple. I just or they become more like hopes. I just hope and therefore pray that I get to eat today. I find some food; it's provided somehow. Mm-hmm. I just hope and I pray that maybe we can have clean water today. I hope and I pray that we'll be safe through the night; that we will not be arrested; that we will not be persecuted. And then, um, long-range plans really look more like. I just want to be in God's will. Hmm. I just want to be a servant. I just want to be where I'm supposed to be and do what I want to do according to God's plan. And I don't have the power to make things happen. So I just have to trust God. So they're kind of forced into really the place that we should be by choice.
0: Yes, and that's a theme on this podcast, is the idea that when people are living under severe religious restriction and they endure persecution, they are pushed to that place. Right. They're put between a rock and a hard place. We've said it before, we'll say it again, where it's level up or leave. And so Mm -hmm. the people that don't leave have to level up. They do. And we in the West, in the American church right now, we still have the ability to, to kind of be in that narrow ridge where we're not quite in, we're not quite out, mm-hmm. we're still like the world, we're not fully living that harder way life. And so we have to choose to level up. We have to choose right. to to do that, that harder way thing.
1: I think in the persecuted church we would say that the leveling up is not their work. It's the work no. of the Holy Spirit. But their participation in leveling up is choosing Jesus mm. when the when the when the when their government is saying, "Stop evangelizing children, stop meeting together, stop reading your Bible, stop praying, stop believing that God exists and they or else yeah, and maybe they even experience the or else, but they continue to say i I can't I have no other choice I have to choose Jesus and that's the choice then leads to the leveling up of the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. does. It's almost like a feedback loop yes yeah it's just getting louder that you're either getting more and more like Jesus and more and you're growing in faith or you're going the other direction
0: and so because they have chosen Jesus and are right. continuing to choose Jesus, when they're asked what are your goals right. it's what you said a few minutes ago where their goals are growing closer to the Lord being the person the Lord wants them to be, uh, doing the things the Lord wants them to do. And I think that is a really interesting and enlightening juxtaposition to what a typical answer would be if you asked an average American Christian or, or Canadian Christian or English Christian, uh, what are your goals? What mm-hmm. are, what? are How do you think that most Christians might answer that question? My we bo- just had a book fall off our bookshelf. Oh,
1: another one's going down. <laughs> It's it's a book suicide. Oh, we're
0: having we're having some uh I would say technical difficulties, but uh saying if you don't book read, difficulties. If you don't
1: read me, we're leaving. Oh,
0: okay. see, perfect this is a perfect example. We planned to record this podcast without books falling. Yes. But the Lord ordained the steps of the books. Yes. And the steps of the books were for them to fall during this podcast to serve for the purposes of this illustration. So For the
1: foundations of the universe, <laughs> God planned for a thing called gravity and friction.
0: But, 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 <laughs> but back on to the topic, the question is, how do we think that most Western Christians would answer the question, what are your
1: goals? Well, you know, I would jump back um, a little further and say... I think a lot of Western Christians might even say, I want to grow closer to Jesus. I want to grow in my faith. Okay. It's the how-to. It's how we do it. So the persecuted church says, I want to grow closer to Jesus. So what am I going to do? I'm going to pray. And these are all things that I've researched and I mean and studied and verified. This is not just hypothetical. This is really what the answer is. I'm going to pray. I'm going to worship. I'm going to be in the Word. I'm going to do the ministry of discipling others and i'm going to do um and i'm going to be available to whatever the lord calls me to do and Mm -hmm. and in that i'm abiding in christ and in that i'm going to grow closer to him in america in the western church i want to grow closer to jesus so i'm going to join a study group that's going to go through a book about growing closer to jesus (laughs) right and you laugh and you Mm -hmm. laugh because and i and i laugh too Ha ha, but uh, but because it is it is laughable, and when you think about it, it's like my car doesn't run, and so I can either fix my car or I can go read a book about fixing my car and become an expert. Yeah. But you can be an expert if you don't have a wrench and you don't get your knuckles bloody. You're not going to have gonna a car that's running. Yeah. You know, and 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 that's the same thing with our faith. So we so is that we we might plan on growing, but executing that.
0: Yeah.
1: Looks it looks. Different in the persecuted church, they don't even have a book to go read about spiritual formation. They have the Bible, and that's it.
0: Yes, but I mean, unfortunately, though, I think I would kind of disagree that most Christians would say that their goals are to grow closer to God.
1: We have our first. I think you're being a little idealistic. I probably am. That's and that is one of my struggles. (laughs) I I do tend to idealize people.
0: I, I think that most people who claim to be Christians, if you were to ask them, what are your goals? They might say something like, oh, yeah, you know, I just want to do what God wants me to do or something kind of trite like that. But really, when you ask them, "Okay, but what are your plans? What are your goals? What do you want your life to look like? It's going to come down to I want to have X amount of money. I want to have this kind of car. I want to have this kind of house or this kind of property. I want to be able to take these kind of vacations. I want to travel the world. I want to have this many kids or, honestly, in our society, this few kids mm. or if any. Uh, and I want to, you know, have people know who I am. I want to be respected in my job. I want to have influence. I want to have power. You know, that's... I want to hit
1: 100,000 follows on TikTok.
0: Yeah, honestly, that's the kind of stuff that you're going to hear.
1: I I really wish you were wrong. I hate that you're right. I really do, but it's you're. It's sobering. You're, but you're right. It is sobering. It's sobering, and it's because. And I think we get bombarded with messages. Uh, all and, and and I think as Christians, we 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 we're not perfect, but we default to this idea of I want to do good, and the world is screaming at us. This is good. Having a savings is good. Having a retirement's good. Having a good rela- new car is good. Having a big house is good. Looking physically. Having this
0: kind of house and this many rental properties and this this. Right, thing right. Of- <laughs> Thank you for saying it all.
1: Yeah, you're some- exactly. <laughs> That's good. And so, and and and, I'm not even going to argue that they're not good. What I'm going to say is they're not God. Mm-hmm. Now, now, don't don't hear me hear me. I'm not saying you can't be wealthy. I'm not saying you can't have houses and all this kind of stuff and and money and all that. If God chooses to 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 provide those things for you, more power to you. Your question is, Lord, how do I steward these resources? Right. Yes. So I'm I'm not saying you shouldn't have those things, but if the, if those are your goal, mm-hmm. if that's your that's your purpose, if that's your plan, is I'm going to go get me that stuff. What your for whatever your reasoning is and some people can just can be like oh i have these spiritual reasons
0: my goal is to have this much money so that i can donate 10% of my money hear that my money uh to such and such church mm-hmm. you know or to such and such ministry that's my goal with my money
1: god knows what you would do with that money more than you do and if he wants you to have it to do that with it he will get it to you one way or another mm-hmm. Right, and so that's that's the whole point is that we, I, I think what what we're talking about today is this idea of goals and plans is that we want godly goals and plans, and those are plans and goals that require great faith. And I'm not talking about the name and claim it kind of faith, no. where you know I believe in the Lord for ten million dollars. Look, you put ten million dollars in my hand, you will be shocked at the amount of good I can do with ten million dollars. Um, but the truth, but that's not what God, God has, has chosen it, to has, do. Yeah. That's right. So he knows what I'll do. And he doesn't, he has decided that he doesn't want that good done at this point. Maybe tomorrow, maybe someone's hearing this and they're going, the Lord's telling me to send that to you. So maybe he wants to do it tomorrow. <laughs> right. Right.
0: Yeah. I'll send you we'll one see. bottle of
1: genuine holy water. I'm kidding. Yeah. I'm kidding.
0: I do think though, that there are a couple of things that we can see about the state of Christianity or the state of our society when we look at most people's answer to this goal question. I think the first is we are all, and I say we and I say all right. because I'm, we're not exempt from this. Amen. We're all wildly discontented.
1: Yes. Wildly Especially discontented. Especially in America.
0: Yes, America specifically. because And here's what's crazy. We have more than everybody else and we just still want more everything is we need more nothing is ever good enough and here's the thing if you look back at american history that concept of you know got to be more got to be better has helped our society a little bit There is some you know helped the world a little bit just in terms of the technology that america is responsible for uh the innovations and in science and medicine and things like that's great but when it comes to our day-to-day lives this idea of everything having to be better, everything having to be more, nothing ever being good enough has had such negative impact. And so I think we see that first and foremost in the answer to these goals is that we're wildly discontented. We always want more. Number two, I think what we see is that by nature, we're very selfish. We all have to fight this urge for everything to be about our happiness, our fulfillment, mm. our our pleasure, our our desires.
1: Cuz Christianity is an others focused faith.
0: Yes, and the you know, people will say, well, why is God calling us to this if it's against our natural inclinations? most of the things that God calls us to are against our natural inclinations because our natural inclinations are stained by sin nature.
1: Yes, that's right.
0: Right? Right. Like, it might be your natural inclination to be a serial killer, okay? Like, that does not mean... Why are
1: you outing me on the (laughs) the podcast?
0: No, my dad's not a serial killer. Although, where we live, there have been a weird amount of serial killers. Although, I
1: have killed some serious balls of cereal.
0: Oh my goodness. Okay. Dad joke. Wow. Okay, guys.
1: Keep going. You got two numbers um, down here. Two there numbers. numbers? And number three. Okay. Number three. This is the
0: last one. Okay. The last thing we see is we see gross idolatries. Hmm. And what are the gross idolatries that we see? We see the idol of security. Mm-hmm. That's huge. The idol of security. We see the idol of reputation. We see the idol of power and influence. We see the idol of financial stability and financial gain. Those are the gods of this age. We want to look right. We want to think right. We want to act right. We want to feel right.
1: We want to do the right stuff. Yes. Right.
0: And that's what we see. Do the right
1: stuff as the world defines the right stuff.
0: Uh, yeah, it's important. Not the actual right stuff that God says is right, but what our society says yeah, is right. And, those
1: are, and listen, those are, those are real battles that we all face all the time.
0: Oh absolutely. And
1: becoming more like Jesus, you know, scripture tells us we are daily being conformed to the image and likeness of Christ. Becoming more like Jesus entails dying to ourselves. Hmm. Right? And Paul says I am crucified with Christ and yet I live and that I have a Christ who lives within me. That's our goal is that it's he living within us so We it's talked like,
0: about that verse last week right, in our so podcast, being like, a living it's sacrifice like,
1: and Yeah, we're living this life where it looks like Jesus is living with all of our limitations and our strengths and our goal and our abilities, He's living those out in the world that we're in and the time and season that we're in. That's our goal. but We only get there by abiding in Christ. Yes. And so that means being in the Word. That means being in prayer. That means being present with the Lord. That means being with the Lord's people. You know, it means, it means uh, uh, listening to God's voice through His Word, through the counsel of spiritually mature people and through his spirit the to your the spirit, spirit, guidance of the holy spirit guidance of the holy spirit is a spiritual discipline listening to what do you want me to do lord what are your plans for me what are your goals for me and then you move and i'll tell you if you if you feel like the lord said i want i'm planned this for you if you feel like the lord saying i want you to do a well then when it's time to do a you go out and you do a but you have a heart attitude of a steward, not of an owner, and the steward mm-hmm. says, "Okay, master, I believe I understood you to say, make me a roast beef sandwich and bring it and, and bring it to me." So I'm going to go make a roast beef sandwich. Well, the master yells from the from the from the salon, "Hey, I didn't say roast beef." I said, turkey and cheese. Oh, okay, and you adjust. You're not mad, you're not upset, you, you didn't fail, you didn't mess up. You were mm-hmm. faithful in, in doing what you believe the Lord was leading you to do, and then when he corrected you, you said, okay, no problem, and you change the sandwich, and you go out there with that beautiful turkey and cheese, and he says, well done, good and faithful servant. All right, now mm-hmm. go. I got something else for you to do. Or go take a rest. Mm-hmm. Or here, go spend some money on yourself. Go buy yourself an ice cream, you know? <laughs> <laughs> right?
0: Absolutely, because when you're coming at this from a harder way mindset when you're coming at it from a stewards mindset you are really looking at your life and you're not thinking about what can i acquire
1: mm-hmm. because
0: you understand that god already owns everything right our god's the god of you know who owns the cattle on a thousand hills
1: yeah literally which when a thousand you know, in 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 uh, when you're looking at Hebrew, and you're looking at Jewish culture from the time period that was written, that number thousand can mean literally a thousand, or it can just mean like infinite, like mm-hmm. a lot. So when it says he owns a cattle on a thousand hills, it means he owns everything.
0: Yes. Exactly. Yeah. He owns everything. And so when we realize that, we the steward mindset and this harder way mindset is what is going to get rid of this discontentment that we all struggle with. Hmm. Because we're naturally discontented. But when we understand that God owns everything and that he is, you know, doling out uh, to us at various times in our lives uh, what he sees fit for us to have, for us to steward. We no longer have to be discontented, wanting more, jealous, wanting what someone else has because we understand that what has been put in front of us, what God has given us to have dominion over, that's what we're supposed to be stewarding, and we're not supposed to at that time and place have anything more, have anything less, have something different. We can be okay with what's placed in front of us. And I think when it comes to this idea of what do goals and plans and dreams look like on the harder way, goals and plans and dreams on the harder way are held with an open hand, they're held very loosely because it's about. You know, here's what my desire is. Here's what I think you're saying, Lord. I'm going to move forward. But I am going to be constantly listening for your guidance, listening to uh, what you're showing me through your word, and seeing what God places in front of you. Because you don't want to be in a space where you're so concerned with your big dream, your big goal. It could be a good dream, a good goal, something that's positive. Sure. You don't want to be so consumed with that that you ignore the things that you know God has called you to because he's placed them right in your lap.
1: Oh, well, we look at we look at the apostle Paul. Purposed in his heart to go to Asia Minor, didn't go. That's mm-hmm. like modern-day Turkey. Didn't go. Mm-hmm. Okay? He says in in Philippians the famous verse in fourteen I can do all things to Christ who strengthens me. What he's talking about there is not like I can leap over a building because the Lord strengthens me, right? (laughs) All my plans are going to come true because no. What he's talking about in context is he's saying, look, I've been hungry and I've had a full belly. I've had an empty wallet and I've had a full wallet. And I can tell you this, whatever my circumstances, whether I'm hungry or full, whether I'm broke or I'm flush. I can do all things to Christ who strengthens me. That's yeah. what he's saying. He's saying, I'm living life on the harder way. Mm-hmm. I make my plans, but the Lord, Lord ordains directs my, my st- steps. directs my steps. Directs, ordains. I have my dreams of having a full belly and a full wallet <laughs> and a warm place to sleep. But the Lord has his plans for me, his dreams for me. And I will go with his dreams joyfully, mm-hmm. knowing that whatever happens, it's in his will for me. That I and that I'm walking with him, and it, it's it is a wonderful place to be. You know, we're it's not,
0: freeing. That's that's very freeing
1: because you're no longer responsible for the results. Yes, I show up, I work hard. You listen to a professional quarterback. A lot of times, uh, if they lose a game, they'll say, you know, and they'll say, "Well, Tom Brady, how does it feel to be that you were just beat by uh, some other quarterback?" Um, you know, Patrick Mahomes. Well, actually, I wasn't beat by Patrick Mahomes. Um, I was playing against the Chiefs defense. I wasn't playing against their offense. So Patrick Mahomes beat our defense worse than I beat his defense. Hmm. See, so it's it's like yeah, we scored eight touchdowns, just Mahomes scored nine. Right. Yeah, it's lots of high scoring game by the game. Yeah, by the way. but the, but that point though is it's like a per, it's a change in perspective. So when we have our plans and we have our goals and we have our dreams, recognizing don't waste your time making dreams and plans and goals that based on satisfying your idolatrous desires. Ask the Lord, show me my idolatrous desires, reveal them in me, so that I might repent of them, reject them, do things your way, mm-hmm. do things the harder way, do things the way of. Faith, where faith. I have to trust in you. it takes a lot more faith for us on this podcast to trust the Lord to grow the listening audience than it does for us to go out and use all the tools at our hands to grow it and monetize it and do all those kinds of things. We just show up every week we do our best to represent him, we pray, Lord, let us you know speak the things you want us to speak uh mm-hmm. we put our work in and then God does the God's responsible for the outcome
0: and to be honest, some people would call us, and I think maybe have behind our backs, I don't know, um, foolish for doing that and for thinking that way. And that's something that you have to understand. You know, we've talked about the fact that the harder way, you know, results in persecution because we see in scripture, all who seek to live a godly life will be persecuted. Wait,
1: So you're seeing someone calling me f- foolish is persecution. How does that work?
0: Okay. Well, we've talked about the persecution scale before, right? At 100, we've got martyrdom, you know, and we have up into that all forms of horrible, you know, torture and just really just terrible, sad things and, you know, atrocities. But at the very, very bottom of the scale, what we'd call, you know, maybe between a zero to a three, you have things like being disliked, being seen as foolish, being disrespected, people being annoyed at you, people saying rude things to you. That's that low level persecution. And that's what you're going to see when instead of saying, this is my five year plan, here are all of my goals. Here's exactly how I'm going to achieve financial stability by such and such age. You're going to be met with people saying that you are foolish. And that's something that you're going to have to be okay with, especially for those of you out there who like me are younger, you know, anybody who's maybe under the age of 40, you're probably getting asked all the time about your future plans and your goals. And how are you going to, you know, how are you going to buy a house? How are you going to make sure that you have enough for retirement? How many kids are you going to have? How are you going to find, you know, this great job? And when you say, I am simply stewarding what God has placed in front of me, I'm stepping out in faith, taking things one step at a time, continually looking to him for his wisdom and guidance. I'm centering my life around his people, his person, his purpose. You're going to get a lot of people who laugh, who think that you're silly, who think that you're stupid, who think that um, you're lazy, that you're a loser. Oh, well, they just don't want to work hard, so they're covering it up by saying that they're trying to do what God wants them to do.
1: You know, I want to wrap this up with a little cautionary tale from uh, the Western world. There was a Bible college in the central coast of California. It was, it was a beautiful location, beloved by the students, and uh, they really had some good ideas for their future. They wanted to um, they wanted to start competing in sports. They wanted to get a little more of a liberal arts uh, education going because there's a lot more money there. Um, they wanted to uh, give a lot more scholarships, and they were so focused on doing the good things that they didn't really seek the God things, and they had all their plans and, and their vision for the future, and while they were so busy working on these good things, they neglected. The financial stuff, uh, taking care of student loans the right way and filing government forms. They neglected to recognize that they were shrinking and they really didn't need as huge of a campus as they had. They probably should have sold their campus cause it was worth a lot of money mm. and moved somewhere else. That they really you know, had way too many people getting scholarships and couldn't afford it. And they, And they really probably should back out of the athletic game and focus on the Bible college game that they were called to do in the first place.
0: Yeah. So some lack of financial stewardship yeah, and, there.
1: And about you know a little more than a decade ago, all of a sudden one day it all came crashing down on them, and overnight mm. they were gone. Yeah. They were, and it, and it's people like people
0: lost their jobs. People yeah. Lost their ability to get their education. And, yeah. And, then, and there were
1: students who were maybe in their third or third yeah. year or almost close to their fourth year that you know maybe never finished up. I know a few that came to our school and finished up from that school, but yeah. Mm-hmm. So the the thing is is that. You don't know the future, but you know who holds the future. We don't know um, what steps God has ordained for us, but we know the things that He wants us to be doing. So we should be working on being closer to Him, abiding in Christ. You know, reading His Word, being like you mentioned before, being about the people, the plans, the purpose of Christ, and um, and and let let the uh, let the rest of it fall into place, trust mm-hmm. God uh, so that we stay on God's plan and yes. we continue to walk on the way of faith and we continue to embrace that harder way.
0: Absolutely. And my encouragement to all of you who are listening is that when you is to take a take an introspective look at what your goals are, what have you told people? how have you answered that question when you're asked what your goals are? And remember that his ways are higher than our ways. His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. The things and the dreams that we have for ourselves are nothing in comparison to what God has in store for us. So choose to make your goal not about money, not about stability, not about security. Make your goal. To grow in Christ-likeness, to share the message of the gospel of Jesus Christ with as many people as you can, and to go about your life as if Christ were truly living in and through you.
1: That's good advice. I'm going to take that. Um, That can be your goal for this year. I was planning on having more of that cake but I think the Lord is ordaining me to try to be closer to him and uh, to share the gospel and and do the things that you said.
0: Okay. I guess I can eat the cake then.
1: Uh, We're going to arm wrestle. All right. God bless you guys. God bless you. We'll
0: see you next week. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the harder way podcast. If you were encouraged by this episode, please consider sharing it with a friend or leaving us a review to be the first to know when we publish new episodes, subscribe to the harder way podcast on your favorite platform. Until next time, remember the words of Christ. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven.